0: To the Medic Materials Podcast, hosted by Mike Turek, Emily Yates, Kelsey Coons, and Gerard Cuomo. Each month we discuss EMS news, medical science, and review actual EMS calls, bringing many educational opportunities to the listener. Portions of the calls have been altered to protect the privacy and
1: identity of all involved.
2: Hello, and- uh, welcome, everyone, back to the Medical Materials podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the panel. The Mahabuchi, how are you, sir?
0: Doing good. How are you doing tonight?
2: Oh, just ducky. Soon-to-be flight nurse Emily, how are you?
3: I'm good. How are you? God, I oh, hope so. Don't I, jinx it.
2: it. It's not jinxed. Just got a phone call. I have a feeling. It's a good
3: she had a phone call the day of and they still haven't contacted me. Yeah,
2: but again, that's normal. Just normal. As you said, just normal. Uh, And, you know, unbeknownst to other people, you'll probably make it through orientation. So it'll be just fine. You know, (laughs) Gotta hope so. Phil Foundation, how are you, sir? How's it going? Oh, it's just ducky. Hopefully you don't have to duck out.
1: Oh, I probably will.
2: No, no, no. We're not going to jinx it. It'll be, it'll, we'll, we'll make it. I'm not even going to see the keyword. Nope. Nope. Don't, don't do nothing. Wish happy Cuisinart. thoughts that Phil can stay. Mm-hmm. Cuisinart. Cuisinart. I love it. So, uh, guys, welcome to, uh, the first episode in the month of May. Um, as we know, uh, May is, uh, mental health awareness month. And, um, we always do something mental health related in the months of May On the show. So uh, my big announcement for next episode is we're going to be joined again uh, by Miss Joni Bonilla of Operation At Ease. Uh, They have a ton of things new going on um, that, you know, she wants to talk about and touch base on and catch up with you guys. Um, which was really funny. Cause I said, yeah, lots of things are different. People have moved. We're now doing it over, you know, discord and zoom. And you know, like it's still the same old show though. And she's like, oh, it's really great that you guys are still together doing the thing. She's like, I'm kind of worried about it being a live show because you know, sometimes like I can be really bad. I'm like, do you not remember our show? Like we are an R-rated <laughs> show anyway, whether we're live or not, it don't matter. Uh, So that'll be a fun discussion, Um, you know, next next episode, which will be May 19th, Friday, May 19th. Uh, So she'll be joining us for that. And then since I couldn't get them on tonight's show, I will have them the first episode in June, I believe. But um, we're going to be hosting another very special guest never before talked on the uh, the podcast, but. There is a really cool organization that takes uh, kayak fishing and brings it to people with mental health issues as like a therapy to help them cope with their mental health issues. So we're gonna be joined with, uh, mm. with one of their representatives. So we'll give you more information on them next episode with Joni. But uh, we got a stacked lineup for mental health month as we always do just remember my big thing is our, I tell this to everybody, anyone who needs to talk, please talk. Our door is always open. Our discord is always open. The DMS are always open. I'm not just saying that to say it, you know, to patronize like a lot of other people will. I will literally talk to you until I'm blue in the face. Um, I will try and get whatever help that people need um, that I can, I can do. Um, You know, we've, Just being in this show, we've lost a few friends to suicide and mental health issues, and it it touches base really close to home for all of us. So, you know, go on to medicmaterials.com. There's links for the Code Green campaign. There's also code uh, uh, links for Operation At Ease. Um, You know, you can find them there. If you can't, you know, Google them. They'll come up. Or, like I said, just... Reach out to one of us. It's not that difficult. Um, We got the chat going. Uh, WW2girl, thanks for joining us. Blue Lion, thanks for joining us. Um, And, uh, again, make sure that you guys share the show. That's the biggest way we grow is that you guys share the stream. Be like, hey, I'm watching this. Facebook, YouTube, wherever you might be watching it. Um, So before we get into our, um, our call review for tonight, uh let's dive into the rig check and uh and then hopefully you guys will have fun with this call uh, so the one big thing is we do have brand new merch available shirts stickers water bottles and the all-inclusive two medic materials cronut all can be found on the medicmaterials.com webpage. um just as a reminder I did check. Uh, I did change the Patreon tiers. I still have a few salty veterans that haven't switched. So if you are a salty veteran, please go and switch your tier to the five dollar a month donuts tier. Um, we have had an incredible um, like spike in popularity for the Patreon page. So I just want to thank everyone who's been donating five dollars a month to Patreon and getting all the access. You're getting CMEs. You're getting Discord server access. You're getting, you know, extra podcasts. Absolutely awesome. Uh, so thank you guys for that. Again, we do this live stream every other Friday at 9. But, you know, again, tell your friends. Make sure that people are logged on to YouTube, Facebook, Medic Materials on both. And join us for the podcast live as well as the end of tour. Uh, live stream that we do after this that's more of the entertaining show. Um, And then, uh, as always, we want to shout out to our brand new Patreons, uh, Barbara and Roof and Ron. Wow, what a great name. I know, isn't it? (laughs) Wow. Uh, And uh, we want to thank uh, and shout out our listeners in New Mexico and Panama this month. Uh, Hey. Yeah. So, like I said, it has just been... Growing the, you know, the whole Medic Materials brand's been growing. So thank you for everybody who's, uh, who's participated in helping us grow. Um, So now here we go. The system, you guys are, uh, are going to be in a medium-sized city. Uh, It's covered by a BLS first response paid fire department and a commercial ambulance company who staffs their rigs with the configuration of paid EMT paid paramedic uh now just a note to to say for this call keep in the back of your minds both paid staff are recent hires to the agency so they're both fairly new they're both off of ojt working on their own but still fairly new all right there is uh, Are
0: are they both wet ink
2: Uh, carded or are they no they they do have some some experience under their belt they're just new to this particular agency uh so um the hospitals in the area there's one area hospital it's a level two trauma center with limited psych and cardiac capabilities all right um you guys are going to be dispatched a bravo priority or priority three to a bridge underpass within the city for a fight that's been broken out between two males. All right. Police are dispatched to secure the scene, uh, right off the rip and the paid city fire department. And you guys are dispatched to stage until the scene is deemed safe. So my first thing is other than like scene safety issues, what other kinds of things run through your mind just with the dispatch of assaults?
1: Was there a weapon?
2: I like that, right? What did they get assaulted with?
1: Like, did they get you know punched in the back of the head, or did they get their skull caved in with a bat? I mean,
2: right? You know, again, is it? If, Go ahead. If
0: they're, each, if they're kicking each other's asses, what's going to keep them from kicking yeah. our asses when we get there?
2: Yeah. Bingo, right? That's a, that's another big thing. How secure is the scene really going to be if yeah. they're do they, beating do the they shit out of just each like other?
1: One cop, or is it you know?
2: Well, I, I would assume that because it's a city, you might get multiple units, you know, but I've also worked in cities that, that you don't get anybody. <laughs> They're too damn busy and they don't have the staffing. I can remember working in a city south of here. Well, now southwest of or southeast of here where, <laughs> yeah, we would call for cops and no one would show up. Maybe you'd get one one car 40 minutes later you know, because they just wouldn't show up. Oh, too many other things to do, you know? So, yeah, I think weapons, the big thing, you know, what are, why are they beefing on each other? Are they going to (coughs) beef on me next? And also, you know, if there's two guys already fighting, is it, I'm thinking like how many more people are there? Yeah. Like, is this a group thing? Is it a gang fight? Like what the heck could be, you know, the issue here? Hopefully. Alcohol.
0: Is alcohol involved, you know? Right, alcohol,
2: drugs, whatever it might. Was this a drug deal that went bad, and now everyone's fucked, you know? So um, city police arrive on the scene, and they find two male individuals rolling around on on the ground attempting to just strike the fuck out of each other. Um, Bum fight. Yeah, right? (laughs) oh man it's so true the 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 bum fights that i've seen are great they're just great um so the uh the officers once they get there they see these two rolling around on the ground trying to you know beat the living crap out of each other the uh the officers attempt to separate the two individuals and they're able to pull one of the guys off and he goes then ballistic on officers, trying to strike the strike the officers, and he fights until he gets tased and placed on the ground. So that guy goes into police custody, puts in the you know cuffs around the around the taser prongs. The uh, the second male was his name Devil God by any chance? Nope.
0: <laughs> Funny, funny story, but we'll, we'll continue on of this.
2: So the, uh, the second male is now screaming at the officers in what they described later on to EMS personnel as incomprehensible speech while he's also secured into cuffs. All right? So is there anything that kind of worries you about that presentation in, in both of those individuals?
0: Well dude do- got beat in the head incomparable speech. I mean he could have a wicked head injury going on, you know.
2: Agreed. You know? Yeah, so you it just, could also be, be
0: like or...
2: Was Phil talking? I'm sorry. Yeah. Phil, Phil's it's really lagging tonight because it's hard to yeah. tell if Phil's
0: talking, it's so it's so infrequent.
2: Uh. <laughs> Phil, was that, like, All right. did, All right. did you finish your thought? Can we go to Miss Emily, the, you know, soon-to-be flight nurse? Yes.
3: Wait, can but, you repeat it, though? Because I didn't hear it. I was I talking was over you. you. I'm
1: sorry. Is it, you know, just some homeless schmuck who's hammered or, you know, rolling right. around and he knocked himself
0: yeah. out?
2: Yeah, I, I'm wondering, again, yeah. kind of head injury thing, is he?
0: Wait, wait a pigeonhole there. Wow. <laughs>
2: Go ahead, Em. Stop the madness. So that
3: was my thing, was like, are you? Do you have a a massive head injury? Are you inebriated, or is there a language barrier? Like, what is incomprehensible speech? Is it another language?
1: Or is he combative because his blood sugar is too
3: low? Oh shit! And that's why he's so feisty. Don't
2: don't even bring up blood sugar already. All right, don't even start it. Here we go. Is there there a weapon somewhere? There better be a web bandage.
3: There's potential, so don't get me going.
2: <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, has,
0: has, 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 has anybody garnered the power of flight yet? Neither. Nope.
2: Nope. <laughs> uh, so, the. Uh, Is there a golf cart involved? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, <laughs> that was a great Patreon episode. Again. You want to hear about a great call that involves a golf cart? Sign up for Patreon now. The link is in the description below. It costs you five bucks. What a great episode. Um, I, just,
0: just, I just never knew low blood sugar could give you the power of flight. But,
2: hey, you know. Hey, man, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <Moving> on. <laughs> both, both the uh, the paid fire department and the commercial ambulance are staging away from the scene. Now that the, now that the police department has secured both suspects, PD advises that the scene is secure and requests EMS and fire to proceed on it. Uh, the ambulance arrives on the scene a short, you know, few seconds later and, uh, and request, uh, and the crew grabs their first, uh, first in bag only. So EMT paramedic, only the first in bag and, uh, moves towards one of the police officers. Uh, Both the EMT and paramedic are given A full report on what you know transpired Prior to them getting onto the scene And are told that uh, One man was tased and the other Is just sitting over there just Screaming um, You know in cuffs So The paramedic moves over to The guy who's tased The EMT goes over to The uh, uh, The gentleman who's just screaming Now we're going to go separate ways. Paramedic introduces themselves, begins their, you know, initial physical exam. They find that the tased guy is conscious, alert and oriented times three. Airways open, patent, no fluid, no debris. Uh, Strong peripheral pulses times two. Breathing is deep and rapid. Rates somewhere in the mid-20s to be estimated. And uh, there appears to be a large hematoma developing over the guy's left eye. There's no active bleeding anywhere that they can see. And this dude is irate and agitated about the entire freaking situation. All right. Um, The paramedic is like, all right, so what the heck was going? Like, what transpired to start this? And the guy tells the medic that he was walking home from the corner store. Phil, your camera's on the, like, spritz right now.
0: (laughs) I know, I am trying, trying to, to get it. the camera
2: sneezing. Uh, apparently now Phil is the Maha Butchie, and the Maha Butchie is now Phil on the cameras. So we we'll am make, tr- we'll make to of no that. It. It's,
1: it's, you know, it's, it's a cheap Walmart webcam. <laughs> I don't make that much money as a medic. Come on
2: now. No, why not? Come on now.
3: Um. Second lowest paid agency in the county? Come on. Woo! <laughs>
2: woo! So... Um, Let's see. Uh, So, yeah. So the um, where the heck was I? So the the guy tells the paramedic that he's walking home from the corner store and this other dude jumped out from underneath the overpass, swinging a really fucking heavy book bag and just clocks him upside the head, knocks him (coughs) down to the ground and the dude got up swinging. Punches are exchanged, they roll around the ground, finally PD gets there, and they separate him. Next thing you know he's back on the ground with prongs you know, in his back because he's fighting with cops. So, he reports not losing consciousness, he was awake the whole time, and he describes a the feeling of a significant headache developing on the left portion of his head right around where that hematoma is developing all right keep that in your back pocket let's move over to the emt so the emt is with the other guy who's still yelling he's screaming now in what can be said as comprehensible speech he's screaming get the fuck away from me no one come the fuck near me just over and over and over again he's on repeat right <laughs> He's uh, currently lying on his side in what they say is the fetal position. His hands are are locked behind him. And he's trying to do, like, (laughs) one of these things to get his head buried in his coat. So he he hides his face. All right? The fuck
1: is he an ostrich?
2: (laughs) (laughs) The, uh... The EMT attempts to try and talk with this guy and try and get a story because he has no idea what transpired. You know, the paramedic hasn't told him. However, the man only tells the EMT that everyone there is trying to kill him and just to get the fuck away. All right. So is there with with the presentation of these two guys, is there anything that you guys are kind of like thinking already is this still, you know, altered mental because of a medical? Is it altered mental because of trauma? Like, what are you guys kind of thinking?
1: Is he, like, does he say if he's, like, hearing things or?
2: He, he the, the the confused guy won't actually say anything other than get the fuck away from me. Don't come near me. He is on repeat. There's no other things that this dude is saying.
0: So that's, that that definitely sounds more towards a mental health issue, schizophrenia, yeah. yeah. uh, maybe a bipolar, yeah, like Kind that, of break going on there. Uh, like sudden <clears throat> sudden
1: paranoia.
0: But it could, it could be a traumatic thing too. Like you don't know this guy. He's a homeless guy. He could have been you know nailed by a car or something and hit his head. You don't you don't know unless you can examine the guy. You know, right. It was uh, traumatic and you know screwed him up. You don't know, but. Without an a- actual physical exam and checking things out, you don't know. He can't get a history because he's not telling anybody, you know?
2: Right. 100%. So uh, the chat's been fairly active. Uh, let's see. Look, people are saying um, they were they were originally thinking weapons, PCP, something like that, like mental health issues. Um, let's see. Uh, ETOH, drugs. So there's definitely, like, a lot of people are thinking, you know, altered mental status for substances uh, at this point in time. Um, You know, I, I like your guys' thought of also this could be, like, you know, a mental health disorder kind of thing. Trauma, right? We don't really know yet. All right? So, um, the, uh, the EMT tries to get a physical exam, but realizes that this dude is not going to allow him to touch, you know, touch them. So he just kind of does the smart thing of doing the like, I'm just gonna look and see what I see. I'm not actually gonna put my hands on this guy. So he finds that he's conscious, he's alert, but he's confused. Um, they tell me uh, that they were unsure whether he's altered because he's altered medically or because he just is distracted and won't answer because again, he's just saying, get the fuck away from me. Airway is open. It's paint and it's clear fluid debris. Breathing's easy and unlabored rates estimated to be in the high twenties or low thirties. Uh, pulses aren't checked again, but uh, they report no signs of hypoxia or visible, you know, signs of like cyanosis. Um, however, there is notable bleeding from the nose and he's still just constantly doing this yelling. All right. Um, so wait, like if you guys are going to proceed with these two, let's, let's split them up for a second. How are you going to proceed with the paramedics guy? The guy who got tased, he's, you know, not altered. He's telling you full sentences, not confused. He's got this, you know, headache and he's got this hematoma on his head.
1: I mean, what was what was in the backpack that hit him? Was it, you know, a ton of like textbooks or was it like beer cans?
2: You know, what's really funny is no one ever told me what was in the backpack. So I'm just going to assume we have a Ronin situation where we'll never know what was in the bag.
0: Hmm. I mean, I'm assuming it wasn't textbooks, but
2: you it, know. right. I mean, hell, it could have been rocks. Yeah, probably rocks. Right? I'm gonna guess rocks. Yeah, yeah. crack like, who rocks knows? or crack.
0: <laughs> Honestly, with the way the guy's behaving, it probably you probably did smoke some crack because you know paranoia and the way he's screaming. You know, and the mental health thing is probably crack. It's all those meth bugs in his brain.
2: It's you know. so the meth bugs. Um, the the chat's saying throw an ice pack on it. Has he been put on the stretcher yet? No, he has not been put on the stretcher yet. Stretcher is still in the truck.
0: I mean, he needs he needs a good ALS workup. You get tased. You got to you got you got to check the ticker and make sure you know nothing going on with that. I mean, that's where I do it. I mean, unless he says, yeah, no, I'm good, and then uh, you get called doc and clear him. But
2: agreed. Um, you know, uh, blue lion in the chat just said bath salts. That's also another. That's what I was gonna say. That's also another really good thing to be thinking in this situation. That's that's an awesome thought process here. Yeah, depending on
0: depending on the year. Yeah, I mean.
2: Yeah. Right.
3: Remember when everyone was eating each other's faces over bath salts? Yep. Right. Yep.
2: It. You know. Yeah. You
1: remember? You remember when people were getting cracked out on whippets? Oh yep.
2: my God! The whippet. <laughs> yep. The Maybe baffles
1: in the bag. Just a ton of cans of like keyboard cleaner.
2: Yeah. <laughs> But doesn't that usually, like, discolor the nose and stuff?
1: Prolonged use, yeah.
2: Yeah. Huh? It turns it like
1: that, like, nicotine smoker, like the cigarette smoker, yellowish yeah, pink, like they do on the fingers.
2: Interesting thought process. Uh, wasn't that a downer, though?
1: No. That uh, wasn't
2: a stimulant.
1: So it's, it's like Adderall. It depends on whoever uses it.
2: Oh. Hmm intriguing so like so interesting i i agree there needs to be a cardiac workup there should be an als workup on the on the other dude right make sure that that hematoma and you know like there's no soft spots in his skull blah 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 especially with the headache and whatnot no blurry vision this that the other thing um what about the dude that is still like going bonkers how how do you guys want to proceed with that guy
0: I mean, he's in cuffs, so I mean, you can you can do a lot of things, even though he's yelling, you can still do things. I mean, he's not gonna be swinging at you. You
2: you can do things, you absolutely can I, do no, things. I,
0: I, I know he's saying no, but at this point in time, he is altered. He's not in this right state of mind, so you can do things. I mean, yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. He's not, he's not gonna he's not gonna hit you. He might try to bite you or lick you, but he's not gonna do things. I, it's been a
1: while since someone tried to lick my hand, bro. <laughs> A, a straight out-of-the-box quote from the Mahabuchi. <laughs> after, after he yelled at a doctor on the phone.
2: Here's nice. what we're going to do, Doc. M, how are you going to proceed with this guy?
3: I mean, so on scene right now, you have one paramedic and one EMT,
2: right? And paid fire that are all BLS providers. That
3: so you have been- a bunch of EMTs and one paramedic. Correct. And right now, like, I think you need to reallocate that resource to the combative confused guy. Like, I agree that like you got tased, you need to check your heart. You know, I think that anybody that gets tased, you know, think of it as like a seizure. Like you're letting off all this lactic acidosis in your body when you get tased. So like, I think that is an ALS patient. But if you have one paramedic right now, like switch, do a quick flippy floppy here. I like yeah, there's that.
1: nothing saying the EMT can't put this, you know, 12-lead stickers on the guy, print the 12-lead off, and, like, run it over to the medic, well, medical. Well, I just center. think,
3: and I really think they need to, like, focus, like, who is the sickest patient right now? And, like, I'm concerned for both of them for head injuries still. But, like, why this man is still alert and oriented and talking to me, that's going to be the BLS patient first. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, and, and, you know, EMTs can do the neuro check EMT can do a 12 lead on the, on the stable guy EMT, you know, EMTs can do that, that workup on the stable on the, on the stable guy, you know, that's talking to me and yeah, he's, he's who's stable for me. now.
3: <laughs> I'm not saying it won't change, you know, like I still have a concern for a head injury for him, right? He's bleeding. He's the one that's bleeding out of his nose. Right? Like no, he hasn't, no. no the, not the, 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 oh, it's the other one. The the guy crazy guy. Guy. I mean, like, I, I think they need to flip here.
2: I think that's a really smart battle plan. Sadly, it doesn't happen. Um, the uh, the paramedic actually decides to go Butch's route. Hey, I'm going to head back to the truck. I'm going to grab my cardiac monitor. I'm going to bring it back over, and I'm going to, you know, start doing ALSy things to this guy who got tased. Um, they throw the three lead on, and it shows – Sinus rhythm or sinus tack, more or less one thirties. All right. Um, they don't run a 12 lead, which is surprising. Uh, but they do get baseline vitals. Uh, BP via the NIBP cuff returns is, uh, 156 over 99 respiratory rate, uh, 26 regular, uh, sbo two 96% on room air. So again, nothing really to write home about, um, Ice is applied to the hematoma. They don't ever feel the head for skull injuries. They just say, here's an ice pack, stick it on your head. And the paramedic requests another unit from their agency to come and transport this guy to the hospital since they have two patients that so they can't put in the same ambulance. Um, the, uh, let's shift over back to the EMT. EMT still trying to attempt to, like, talk to this patient who's still yelling at them. Um, the uh, They're yelling, you know, like, get the fuck away. But in between the times of, you know, yelling get the fuck away, they're still saying that the providers there have come there, you know, they found him, and they're trying to attack him, trying to kill him. So the EMT is pleading with this guy like, hey, we're not here to attack you, all right? So there's a reason why I told you that the these guys are fairly new to the company, okay? So remember, they're, they're not new providers, but they are new to this agency. So the fire department's still on scene. They're mostly just standing around, staying out of the paid provider's way because that's what they typically do if they're there no. first. No. Right? So, Never. Right? This is until one of the firemen, like, call the EMT over, like, hey, bro, get your butt over here. And the EMT obliges. They walk over to this fire guy, and they're told that the EMT um, – they tell the EMT that the man yelling is a known homeless man in the city. And he, li- like, he lives across town. He lives with another dude and a girl. Sometimes, you know, they share that girl, but it's like a threesome across the, across the city. And Ew. he goes on to say that he has known outbursts like this and uh, and believes that governmental black suits are always out to get him, That most of the time... People just, you know, dismiss him. They sedate him and they take him to the ER because he's just a waste of time. So, knowing additional information like that, is there any tactical change to how we're dealing with that guy? Is this like, okay, we're thinking something different? Are we just gonna toss him on the stretcher? There's, there's some chats that are like, hey, let's just throw him on the stretcher. Let's secure him to the stretcher. Let's, you know, let's. Handcuff him to the stretcher and just get a move on What are you guys kind no. of thoughts here? No, no,
1: no, because I think now it kind of changes to where you know you almost have to kind of like go along with whatever kind of like psychiatric outburst. Like if he's hallucinating or hearing things that like people are out to get him, you kind of have to do like, hey man, you know i know a safe spot for you to go like my ambulance is secure you know the hospital has security they'll keep an eye on you no one's going to actually hurt you you know like not so much like play along be like yeah they're out to get you sorry buddy you know give them the sign (laughs) of the cross and walk away don't do that but
2: what that doesn't work
1: no it does i personal experience doesn't work (laughs) because you know partners are assholes
3: Hey, stop. <laughs> hey, I feel personally attacked. Yeah. No,
1: not you two. When I worked in a in a large city with, you know, certain people.
2: <laughs> nice nice.
0: There's some people on this chat will let will let you know that even if people yell at me and try to try to swear at me, I will still I will still try to make that patient laugh. You know, like when they tell me to go fuck myself and I tell them what was that name hyphenated or is that all spelled out <laughs> right now <Em>? um oh yeah <clears throat> i mean the other thing is like
3: that was always my favorite
0: <laughs> you know
1: he's he's kicking and screaming now if you just go to like pick him up and toss him on the stretcher yeah
3: you you're hurt gonna hurt make hurt your
2: life himself, so much worse hurt
1: well, one of you, one of them.
2: yeah and that's you know one of the things that i always tell my emt students is like all right you know when we f- when we are forcing somebody down right you watch cops all the time throw someone on the ground and then stand how well up, does that work right how well do they you know sit there mm-hmm. and go oh okay sure like we've talked Not in really. other we've talked in other episodes where you know EMTs and paramedics just grab people and like hold limbs down and how well does that actually work like
0: not it's, at all. It's almost as good as telling someone, you just need to calm down and relax. Yeah, right? ha- go tell hey. your significant <laughs> others,
3: like, hey, just calm down. How well does that really work? Right.
0: I'm right. You're wrong, you. Calm down <laughs> and relax. I
3: 100% will go manic if somebody tells me that when I'm pissed off. Do not even fucking come at me with that shit.
2: <laughs> does it work? The, come but it's Has it ever? It is definitely <laughs> something to keep in the back of our heads because... We always just, you know, natural human instinct is to get pissed off, right, at this at this guy because he's being ridiculous. And, you know, whether you believe it's a waste of time or not, they're, they are making the provider mad. So now the provider is going to lash out in anger, and that's typically, hey, fuck off, stop moving, shut up, sit down, and force them on the stretcher. And, again, how well does – How well does that ever, you know? But
3: here's the thing too, is like, this guy is known, you know, he's a low society, like high risk patient, just because, you know, he's homeless, he's a waste of space, whatever your feelings are on this, this man is probably an undi, or an unmedicated like mental health patient. That is a medical emergency. Like that is a patient. He is a risk to not only himself, but clearly society. So like, this is still an issue we need to take care of. This is not a waste of space. Is not a waste of our time. Like this is a medical emergency.
2: So this is, this is, this call reminds me of when we were talking about the guy uh, that they pinned face down on the stretcher and then he died, right? The guy is like, that guy clearly was having alcohol, severe alcohol withdrawals, right? We were concerned more about seizures and the, the, the pointed significant medical, you know, problem that was scaring everybody right in the face and then they were just like yeah whatever he's drunk he's an asshole whatever this is kind of the same thing he he might be you know crazy or altered or acting a fool but there's still something going on that he shouldn't be acting this way right and these and honestly
3: you can't prove that it's not a head injury yet Right. Like, yes, he has all the history and a great story to say that he's, you know, an, an unmedicated schizophrenic or schizoaffective disorder, whatever you want to call. But, like, we also cannot prove that this is not a neurological event. Right.
0: Bingo. I, I don't have a CT machine in the back pocket. Exactly. I cannot... Exactly. I
2: wish we did. Um, so the uh, the second ambulance, which is a BLS ambulance from the paid department, arrives on the scene. Uh, they're given a report by the paramedic. And the patient with the hematoma, right, now with an ice pack on the hematoma, is secured to their stretcher of the BLS ambulance. Paramedic says, toodaloo, go 10 minutes to the hospital. And they just leave. I have no idea how fast or what happened on the way of the hospital with that guy.
1: Brain popped out his
2: nose. (laughs) Who... They missed the depressed skull fracture and the guy died on the table ten minutes later. Who the fuck knows? Right? I would have liked to have seen a little bit more done with that guy. Like they really didn't even evaluate, at least on yeah. scene, for anything. They just said, Oh yeah, cool look, bro. Here's an ice pack. Yeah. Throw it on that hematoma. See you later. Goodbye. Yeah, that's that's not okay in my book. So
0: hey, sir, you're here. Good neuro you know. Good neuro on them, you know. And you got, you got to do things, but
2: right. Like no other paramedic was, you know, called to the scene. No, nothing. It was one I paramedic that... doing it BLS. See you later, goodbye. And part and go of that... to the ER.
3: Part of that neuro assessment is like continuous neuro assessment. So like right. you were on scene when the cops pulled him off. So that's a very fresh injury. Like, yep. yeah, your first neuro might be okay, but your second one might not be, or right. your fourth one might not be. I know you're only 10 minutes from the hospital, but like that's something that I'm going to reassess constantly. Right. I'm going to make him tell me these stupid phrases all the time. Right. Touch my finger, touch your nose, touch my, like I'm
2: doing all of it. Agreed. Uh, So now we have only the confused guy with the EMT on the scene other guy gone so primary emt now having finished their discussion with the fire guy walks back over to their male crazy patient um he has been helped to a seated position uh, by the police officers and he's still telling them that they are all there to kill this guy uh the emt you know reiterates and tells this guy again they are not from the government they are only there to help protect him so the emt do
0: like having worked in a inpatient psych for a couple of years when you have somebody who is you know in in crisis. that mode where where they're, where they in, in, in crisis and they you could tell that person to you're blue in the face that you're not doing the, you can't break them out of it. They're right. in that loop. That's
3: their reality. Exactly. That is their reality. They truly believe this. Like, they're, they're not acting like this because they want to be an asshole. Right. They, that they is their reality. Believe. It's right. like a dementia patient. Like, yeah. am I going to sit there and convince a dementia patient it's not 1970? Probably not. No.
2: Nope. So you have to
0: try to play into that reality and try yeah. to get them out of it. Like, yeah, move move them away from the thought somehow. So.
2: Right. So- sedating,
0: them, sedating them is not the way to go. It just... You know, coming at them with needles at this point in time is just going to make that situation It's, right. it's going to make real. the reality unless, real. Yeah. Right? Unless they are You're physically there. going to hurt you, or you know themselves. Themselves, yes, Sedating this person is not the way to go. But trying to convince them, helping them somehow in their reality at this point is the way to go with this.
2: I I one hundred percent agree, um, to to a point, and we'll get we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later. So the, uh, the EMT tells them that they're going to bring him to the ER. They're going to bring him to the hospital. And the hospital is where they will protect him from the government. So at this point, the paramedic has brought out the stretcher to their EMT partner. And the medic and EMT stand him up. They're able to, you know, have the police officers move the handcuffs from behind the patient to in front of the patient. And then he's placed on the stretcher and secured with seatbelts. There's no fighting involved. The guy is like calm. He's a little squirmy. And he's still super anxious. But he's not really screaming at this point. All right. The uh, The medic looks at their EMT and says, hey, you've been with this guy for like, I don't know, 20 minutes now. You're You're going to transport this guy to the ER. I'm going to get up front and drive. So stretchers placed in the back of the ambulance transport begins to the local hospital. One of the things that I, I specifically asked was where was police during transport? And they said that they told the cops to ride in their own vehicle following behind them, which I highly disagree with, but we'll get to that point later. Um, What purpose
3: does that serve?
2: I, I have no idea. Um, cool. Yeah, I I don't generally like if they are in hard restraints, which that's what handcuffs are, the only one who can get those off if I need them, off them are them. I don't have a magic key. So if the guy starts crashing and I need them off, the only person that can save this guy is that yeah. cop and they might be at a light two miles behind me. Yeah, I'm fucked. It's the stupidest thing. Have PD ride with you at all times. But whatever, that's all I'm saying about that. Thankfully, nothing happens with this guy, but it could have. So Petey falls behind the ambulance in their patrol car. Man's still anxious again, and he begins to start yelling that the hospital is not safe. Like, you can't take me to the hospital. It's not safe. They'll find me there. And EMS tells him, like, listen, dude, it's safe. This is the best place for you. And they go on and they begin what, uh, what they said was a very limited secondary physical. Um, the uh, the bleeding from his nose has stopped on its own. So no wet bandages this time, Em. Thank um, God. There's what they notice as developing bruising um, on the face, but only some minor swelling around both cheeks and around the chin. ABCs are still intact. Um, he's still like pulls away from providers if they try and like put the pole socks probe on or check a pulse or anything like that so all they do is say fuck it i'm just going to do respiratory rate they count that it's in the mid-20s unlabored um so is there something specific because we don't have a long transport time it's only about 10 minutes to the er is there something that you guys want to see this emt do within the next 10 minutes
1: try and get you know allergies meds like maybe he's supposed to be on some sort of antipsychotic that he hasn't had in you know a
0: month two months maybe
3: i don't think he's ever going to give you that information if he is as manic as he, they're portraying this
0: yeah he's, he, he's he has no paranoid. idea he's as paranoid as he, as he as yeah i can give the information why do you want that information what are you gonna use it you know that kind of yeah
2: yeah so there, the chat has some really interesting things going on. Um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, blue Lion uh, to the cop says, "Protect and serve themselves." I love that. Um, they uh, they also are asking about pupils. Pupils are never actually checked on either yeah. patient
3: um, on anyone
2: on right on on either one. Um, Let's see, Blue Lion thought maybe the bruising and swelling on the jaw, Laforte 2 fracture, also kind of something to be thought about, right? Put in the, put in the back of the, you know, the back of the head. Um, let's see, where was the other one that I saw? That was really interesting. Oh, uh, Val says that we should just sing to the guy, chill him out. Uh, also you have no can, idea how well that
3: works, though. I know, honestly. Right? Like, just You have no idea church. how well that works.
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like throw on some nice, relaxing tunes and just chill. I love it. Um, So the the EMT begins to ask for demos and meds and history. The guy offers a name, which is never, you know, like, hey, is this... The guy's being crazy, already saying that the government's after him. How well are you going to believe that he's going to give his real name? Like, I... I personally would be like, oh yeah, that's totally a fake name, right? But he offers a name, but denies anything else. Now saying, hey, these are questions that only the government fucking asks. Like, why are you asking me this? And completely shuts down on EMS. Starts again, yelling at this EMT to not fucking touch him over and over He's now pulling away from the EMT, sliding and leaning over on the other side of the stretcher, trying to get us far away from this guy. So EMT looks at their tablet. They open up their charting program, and they, they search for this patient, Ugh. right? Maybe they can find something there. They are actually able to find him. The guy did give him a real name, and... They look in the history, and they find a, a, an included history of schizophrenia and post-traumatic stress. Records also show that he should be on um, flufenazine. Flufenazine, I believe is how you say that. Um, and that's the only medication that's listed. All right? So the EMT asks, like, hey, are you taking anything? And the guy's like, I'm not fucking taking nothing. The, you know, the government gives these meds like I'm not fucking taking anything who would fucking take these things. So at this point, the EMT just says, all right, I'm done with this. Like uh, I'm done. Right. I'm going to leave this guy alone for the rest of the transfer. He's already anxious. He's angry. I'm not making him any more anxious, not make him any more angry. So remaining time for the transport's only a few minutes. Nothing really occurs in that time period. He remained anxious. He never takes his eye off the EMT. And again, he just repeats, don't fucking talk to me. Don't fucking look at me. Don't fucking touch me. They arrive at the ER. They offload him to psych staff. And I will give you an update in a little bit. But not really a lot. It's not one of the typical calls that we you know, do on the show. It's very BLS, you know, focused, which I think is great. But overall, where do you think this call lands? Like, did these providers do a really bang up job? Did they miss no. a bunch of things? Like oh, yes. where give me your overall sense of how the call went down.
0: I think They just wanted to like be off the scene and not deal with people, you know. Especially the screaming guy, they just want to be like, have him out of the ambulance in the hospital and not deal with him anymore. Um, there's not a lot of tra- there's not a lot of training for us when we go to school for these things. Like we're, we don't, we're not trained well for you know psych patients and things like that. Like how much training do you get in med school for for psych patients, really?
2: Not a lot. It was, mental, you know, mental health
0: in general, you know? right?
2: It it is like, sadly overlooked in yeah. so much of our jobs is the mental health aspect, ours and patients. Yeah. You know, you're you're taught, oh, we'll keep them calm. Well, what if they're not fucking calm? You know, like then what are you gonna do? You know. And, and when
0: when do you pull out the when do you pull out the happy juice? Like that's the thing. When do you sedate a patient? You know, when they start. Of beating the hell out of you, beating the hell out of their patients, or, when they just screaming at you? Like, when is that? Where is that line of? When do you sedate a patient? When do you not sedate a patient? When do right. you? When do you do things you have to do to help that patient? You know, there's a lot of things to consider for that patient.
2: Right. Now, M, you're shaking your head. Where do you feel, in here?
3: So I think they missed some things. I think they just kind of, oh, he's mental health, put him on the stretcher, get to the hospital. I think they're very lucky that nothing happened. You know, I think they kind of dismissed the whole head injury thing. Um, at the end of the day, he wasn't an assault. You don't really know anything about his history. Is he an alcoholic? Now he's at higher risk for bleeding. Like, there's a whole slew of things that you don't really know, and I think they dismissed a lot. Uh, but I agree with Butch, you know, like... My favorite thing to say to people on scene is they're like, oh, you're a nurse. And I was like, no, bitch, I'm just an EMT. Like, my assessment is the exact same. But the one thing that I do have that was different in nursing school is, like, they teach you mental health. And pre-hospitally, like,
2: there is really no training for mental
3: health at all. Point blank period. It's always your safety, which is huge. And I I agree with that. But then it stops there and you just move on.
2: Right. I mean, uh, you know, I can remember the one big mental health case that they taught in my paramedic class and it was about scene safety. You know, you enter the room, right. they, they magically stab you. Oh, you entered the room. You didn't yeah. tell it was safe. And right. that's it. They, they don't really, you know, I don't remember another mental health case where all you had to do was talk to them or right. really like, you know, interact with them on a, on a humanity basis, right? Just be a good human being to these people. I think a lot of that you get, once you're out of school and you're you're learning it as it's happening and that is not when we should be preparing for this and learning about how to interact with these kind of patients you know it
3: blows me away because of how prevalent mental health is in society today i mean like blows me away that this is not something they're focusing on in school
2: agreed you know
1: when i went to school it was just kind of like hey these exist you know, these disorders exist. This is what right. you see. Right. This is the medication they might take. You know, if they get, you know, if they get froggy, pull over, get out of the ambulance, lock them in there, call for police. That's it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, how well is that going to work? You know, as they drive away in your fucking truck, you know, it, the, the, I think there's a, there's a need. And if, you know, the, the, the overall arching, you know education place isn't going to offer mental health you know people that do education on the side have to be you know doing the education they have to partner with you know different mental health programs and provide this access to the education as cmes or definitely something you know something of that nature uh to be able to get us more information on how to deal with these people you know uh, yeah. Because yeah, I agree with everyone here. They missed a lot. It yeah. was this is the 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 quintessential tunnel vision. Oh, they're acting crazy. He lives under a bridge. This guy over here told me that he's already crazy. It has to be that he's crazy and go with it. And that was he's it. Got the
1: there, Cap- he's got the Al Capone issue. He's got you know syphilis that destroyed his brain. There you go.
2: Yeah, it's 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 just. It's bonkers to me how people can get so, like, fixated on confirmation bias. It has to be this. So no matter what I see, I can see skull fracture. No, no, no. Fuck that skull fracture. It doesn't exist. They're schizophrenic, and they're just crazy. It's not the head injury that caused it.
0: You know? well, it's not even that. It's like, it's like the other guy. Like You know, he got beaten in the head, and he's got a hematoma going, and he got taste, so the medic's like, well, I can do something with that. I'm just going to go over here and get away from the screamy guy. So, you know, it's like,
2: yeah, you got, you know, and I agree with you guys and the chat, multiple people in the chat said these guys should have switched. They all agreed with you guys in that the paramedic and EMT need to switch in this case. Um, And I do too, you know, the EMT could run the 12 lead on the, on the other guy and then run it over to the medic and be like, Hey, is this good? Yep. It's good. Cool. Run back. You know, like easy breezy is that. So I definitely think there was, you know, some missed opportunities for a lot of things here. Um, the The update that I do have is uh, this guy was ultimately transferred to a longer term psych facility. Um, this guy, uh, you know, had zero drugs in his system. Um, apparently, this guy had not been taking meds for a long period of time. Uh, so the, the transfer was to get his delusions and, you know, hallucinations under control as well as to get him re-medicated. Um, I don't know anything after, you know, he got transferred. Um, but even the hospital believed like, Hey, this wasn't alcohol. This wasn't drugs. This was, this was a mental health issue because he was off his meds. Um, I'm going to talk a bunch about schizophrenia here in the, in the coming things, but um, there was an episode that I literally just listened to, and it, it, I don't honestly remember which one it was. Maybe you guys can help me jar my memory. But we were talking about another um, schizophrenic mental health patient and the difference between schizoaffective disorder and schizophrenia. And um, one of the things, like, M, you had the line of the night that day. I, again, I will find that episode and, and figure it out for uh, later on in the show and let everybody know. But we have to remember that schizophrenia is the hallucinations, or hallucinations, that was terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The, uh, the hallucinations the delusions um you know all of that wild and crazy behavior of different reality whereas the schizoaffective is all of that plus mood swings so mm-hmm. uh so you get like that bipolar manic depressive you know type of action along with the delusions and stuff like that and M in that episode you, go on to elaborate and say that that's why, you know, you see the difference in meds. You see the schizophrenic patients on the antipsychotics, but the schizoaffectives on mood stabilizers. Mood stabilizers, and, right. And again, it, you see that difference because there is, you know, for 90% of it, it's the same symptoms. For that last 10%, right. that mood swing changes violently at times is that schizoaffective disorder. But
3: that's that's the clue on this patient is the prolixin that he's on is an antipsychotic. And like yes. who would ever know that? But everybody has a smartphone and can Google it. And I encourage you, like, Google the fucking meds these people are on. Yes. Nobody's gonna know every antipsychotic that's out there. Google it. Be like, what is this? Is this mood stabilizer is or antipsychotic? Done. That's all you need to know.
2: Fucking right. That's yeah. it. And and that's exactly what we have to do. I couldn't tell you how many times I've Googled, you know, meds because I have no fucking idea what the Oh yeah. Look at that. It's used for this, you know, cancer, drug, whatever, like no fucking idea. Um, so,
3: but you know what antipsychotics do? And that's the thing It's like, right. when I, when you tell people when they're learning pharmacology, like learn the classes, what do antipsychotics do? What do mood stabilizers do? What are those side effects? I don't need to know every nitty gritty thing on each specific bed, learn the classes.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I 100% on that. Um, so I, I kind of did a deep dive into schizophrenia cause that's what this gentleman uh, was suffering from. And um, one of the things that I looked at was who gets schizophrenia. They, they don't really have the, this is why people get it, but yeah. you're looking at a lot of genetics. Uh, they believe that your genes and your environment also play a role in, you know, people developing schizophrenia. Uh, Your chances of getting schizophrenia are six times higher if one of your parents, siblings, or another close relative have schizophrenia. So, again, think about family history in your questioning about things. Um, in, but the
3: crazy thing with schizophrenia too, uh, is like it's diagnosed later in life. So very rarely yes. do you see somebody under the age of 30 diagnosed with schizophrenia so, or like maybe late twenties, early thirties. That's the prime time to diagnose
2: schizophrenia. Bingo. So that was literally my next paragraph in, Sorry. in No, no, no. You guys do this all the time. I set the stage and you steal the show. It's great. Um, in most people with schizophrenia symptoms generally start in the mid to late twenties, though it can start later up to the mid-30s. Schizophrenia is considered early onset when it begins before the age of 13. Onset of schizophrenia in children younger than age 13 is extremely, extremely rare. Um, So symptoms that you're looking out for, right? The psychotic symptoms, hallucinations, delusions, disorganized thinking, speech, and movement. Um, You're looking for negative symptoms, lack of, you know, emotional expression and social withdrawal, um, cognitive symptoms as, like, difficulty paying attention or challenges, like, using information. Um, and when you're, like, when you're, um, like, when you and they are trying to communicate, you might see difficulty in, like, they are having difficulty expressing emotions or thoughts. Again, it could look like confusion, right? Like aphasia or dysphasia or something like that. Uh, they're unable to process information presented to them during the conversation with you. Um, they experience different varying patterns of like speech and stuff. So it's really fast or it's really slow, right? Um, they, they have like illogical thoughts. So that's that hallucinations and delusions and they can, and they be... have
3: like that like flight of ideas. So they're like yes. jumping from topic to topic, to topic, to topic.
2: Exactly. Right. And that's the next thing is like, they appear distracted by their own thoughts. So like yeah. they can be very jumpy. Right. Um, they, again, they see here and perceive things that aren't actually there and they have difficult, they have a significant, you know, hard time remembering things that they just talked about with you unless it's in their delusion or hallucination. Then, again, that is their reality. That's what they know, you know? Um, so there was, a, um, there was a 2015 study conducted by Psych Central assessing language and communication issues with people with schizophrenia. And um, participants showed difficulty with higher-order language processing like understanding implied information, uh, understanding humor or metaphors, um, understanding emotion in language as well as like rhythm and tone and uh, using language to exchange ideas. And they also experience withhold, like uh, withholding inappropriate thoughts or comments. So they'll just like blurt out whatever the fuck they're thinking. So again, think about like, you're almost talking to you know, a developmentally challenged, like autistic person or something like that, that doesn't have these social characteristics of holding conversation or understanding language. So this is why we kind of have to avoid different things when we're communicating them. Right. So we avoid negative dismissive or accusatory conversation. Right. We don't want to like say to them like, Hey, that's not true. It's not real. It's imaginary. It's all in your head. Because that's just going to bump them up the, you know, up the angry ladder, right? We're not going to be judgmental of them. We're not going to give them, like, pressure to talk. Like, hey, bitch, you have to tell me this stuff, you know? And just avoid arguments. Like, if they believe it, they believe it, awesome, cool, go, you know? Um, I tend to – and this is where, you know, I said to a point with you uh, earlier, Butch, in that I will – utilize their delusion or whatever to gain information about what they're seeing and stuff like that. But I'm not one to play into it. Like I don't try and tell them yeah. like, Oh, Hey, the hospital is going to protect you or this, that, the other thing. Because if something happens at the hospital, the next time when I say, Hey, let's go to the hospital, they're going to protect you. They're going to freak the fuck out, you know, or they're going to remember me for whatever reason, God knows. And, they're gonna hate my guts the next time I see them, so that's just my personal opinion. There's no real study on what exactly to do with these individuals in getting into their delusions, but I don't typically play into it.
0: Well, yeah, you're, it's, it's like it's like when you deal with somebody with dementia, like <clears throat> exactly
2: they're,
0: they're stuck in like a certain time frame, so you have to. I play into it is not really the phrase you want to use, but you have to use that information to
3: cater to your needs.
0: Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> use, you know, use, use that to, yeah. You know, get the information you need. You don't Somebody's schizophrenic front you have right. to use that information to, to make it work for you.
3: And you don't like yeah. sit there and be like, you're right. The hospital's out to get you or everybody in the government's going to kill you. Like I don't feed their delusion, but I'm going to twist it to get what I need out of it.
2: Right.
0: And there's, there's subtle ways to do it. I mean, you yeah. Just, yeah.
2: You, and that's it. Be and, subtle.
0: And argue, arguing with them is not going to do it. It's not doing anything. You, you yell, they're going to yell. You just got to be like, oh, dude, you know, like, right. Hey man, you know.
2: Agreed. 100%. Um, do you guys have anything else to add before we wrap it up for this evening?
1: Goddamn bum fights.
2: Goddamn <laughs> bum fights. <laughs> I remember so many of them when I used to work in the one city. Oh my God, it was it was a two three a week <laughs> basis, like it was great, and always a different reason as to why they started. Absolutely wild. Um, he drank out of my tall boy. <laughs> yeah? oh, all right, buddy. Come on. Uh, so guys, just remember we um, we have end of tour live coming on directly after this. We're gonna take a five minute recess. And uh and then come back with uh with end of tour. So grab yourself a refill. I know I will. And uh yeah, we will see you uh next time on the podcast. Thank you very much for watching and uh donuts guys.
3: Thank you for listening to today's oh. episode. If you want more information on the podcast or to send us a call review, please visit medicmaterials.com slash podcast. To learn more about earning continuing education credit from listening to this episode or others, check out medic materials, cmeacademy.thinkific.com. We appreciate your continued dedication towards EMS education and helping us advance the field. See you next time.